0: So let's get this started. Tonight we have Disciples in the Making. If you got your Bibles, I'll tell you what uh, 2 Timothy 2 verse 2 says. I'll start verse 1. It said, Therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit commit these faithful things, uh, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. This was the Apostle Paul writing to Timothy, who was his disciple. We, have, we share that vision tonight. Well, our church, the, the first thing we do is we do evangelism, discipleship, then church planting. So we, deci- we there's, there's a discipleship here that happens, and then men like these tonight are going to get up here and preach what, what God has put in their hearts, amen, and God's going to speak through them. Amen? Y'all believe that? Amen. So, Lord, open up your hearts tonight. Open up your your minds and let God speak. Let God speak to you. Amen. We're we're gonna go ahead and start with uh, my big brother Jacob. Amen. Amen. God put a word in this brother's heart. So open up your hearts. I know uh, God's gonna speak to us. Amen.
1: Father, I just pray that um, I uh, do what you call me to do up here and that I'm not so nervous. Uh, In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, My thing is on uh, discipline. So the title is uh, Discipline and What You Need to Obtain It. Um, There's a lot of things in life that uh, we got to have discipline for parents, you know, teachers, positions, and we got to have uh, discipline to be able to do you know what we need to do in everyday life. Uh my first verse is in uh, Colossians 3 uh, 14. And I think this is the most one of the most important things to have when it comes to discipline. It says uh above all clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony, and the first thing, you know, for discipline, you got to have, you got to have good harmony, you got to have love, because without that, you have no drive, you have nothing that makes you want to, you know, have discipline, or even go about it, and then, uh, so my little piece on that is, whomever loves his father will be one with the father according to his will he will make himself ready to follow his father. So, I mean, I think that they just kind of goes hand in hand with the verse. Uh, the second verse I have for this is uh, Romans uh, chapter 5, verse 1. And I think this is also uh, pretty essential to the uh, whole uh, discipline uh, aspect. Oh, my bad. <laughs> to the whole uh, discipline aspect. And uh, so it's Romans 5 verse 1 And it says uh, Therefore since we have been made righteous In God's sight by faith We have peace With God Because of what Jesus Christ Our Lord has done for us So if he can Discipline himself for us To die on the cross for us I believe that we should be able to do the same When it comes to our Heavenly Father And our, my piece Under that is uh we must follow God and discipline. And then basically what I already said, uh, if he can make himself to die for us, then we must do the same if we're his sheep or his children or his followers. So all that is uh, really, really essential to obtaining discipline. Uh, my third verse is uh, in Second Peter uh, chapter 1, verses 20. Through uh, 21, I think this one's a kind of goes along with what I'm talking about. And it says, uh, "Above all, you must realize that no prophet in scripture ever came from the prophets' prophets' own understanding or from human entity. No, these uh, those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit." And they spoke from God. So, if we discipline ourselves, then it puts us in the position to be able to be used. No one can be used if if we don't put ourselves in that uh, position. If we don't make ourselves available in Christ, there's no way that it can happen. So, the my piece on that is uh, they were made they were made available because they died to themselves daily. It was a choice for them to die and to make themselves available because we can be available for a lot of different things that we want to do So, and that was my piece on that my, the other one is uh, uh, Proverbs 12 verse 1 and I think this is really really good especially when it comes to raising kids or being raised or just any aspect of life um, and the first uh, was it, uh, Proverbs 12 verse 1 it says to learn you must love discipline. And then it also says, it is stupid to hate correction. So, <laughs> I think that's good because how can we get where we are without it? We can never progress or, or anything. We'll always be in the same spot, spinning our wheels if we don't allow ourselves or subject ourselves to discipline and being able to grow and take things in. Uh, that is essential for us to be uh, Christians and even in our, in our walk. Uh, My piece under that is How can you call yourself his If you hate authority For through through his authority You are made free How can you hate your arm Or your very hand How can you hate How can you hate your very being So without authority Without his authority And his discipline And doing what he needed to do for us not what he needed to do What he wanted to do for us Then how can we turn around And call ourselves Christians If we reject the very thing That gives us salvation And gives us freedom There's no way that that can happen So It's stupid <laughs> um, the, the, <laughs> the next thing I have is Proverbs 12 um, uh, Chapter 12 Verse 14 And I think this is also you know Really good Uh, it says uh, wise words bring many benefits and hard work brings rewards so I mean faith without works is empty so I mean you you gotta have you gotta work you gotta show yourself uh, approval and then not everybody can do it on their own we all need you know uh, somebody to sharpen us and to make us see things that we don't see or that we can't see in our own perspective in the mind process of thoughts. Uh, So my thing under that is uh, we must choose daily to work on our relationship. One cannot benefit without he first do the work. So how can you ask for something and you're not doing anything to get it? How can you walk and you refuse to take the first steps? I mean. You're going to always be in the same spot So um, Then the the next one is uh, Proverbs 14 verse uh, 23 And I think this is especially good Especially for You know um, Young people A lot of young people have a hard time Getting off on this I know it took me a while to get off on this And then you know But um, Proverbs 14 Verse 23 says Works brings profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. So, it, I mean, it's good to talk about, you know, what you what you are gonna do or what you want to do. But you have to always put everything in perspective. And in order to do that, you must have a sense of discipline to do what you say that you're gonna do. There's no point in saying I'm gonna do this. Or I'm gonna do that. And three years down the line, you're still in the same spot. You let your work speak for you. Sometimes talking doesn't always do it. Anybody can talk. But it takes a man and a and a woman of God to actually do what they say that they're gonna do. And sometimes you don't even have to say anything. You just let your actions speak for you. Um So my my thing under that is is true. Uh, My my thing on that is uh, as long as we struggle to be right and die daily to ourselves for him, he will do the same for us. But after we've wandered from him, he cannot help us. So that goes again, if we're going to talk about being Christians and, and, and doing certain things like that, we have to always keep a mindset not to wonder, not to get away from him, you know um that can be very easy to do especially being in this world but i mean that's just something that we gotta keep in mind and just stay focused on if we say that we're gonna follow him and he's our god that's just something that we have to do Uh, and then my next one is um proverbs 13 um verse 24 and i think this one speaks a lot um it says those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Those who love their children or yeah, those who love their children care enough to discipline them. So if you call yourself parents or or leaders or just any aspect of any type of authority, one thing that's gonna help is I mean you gotta lead. You gotta tell them what they're doing wrong if we don't tell them who will if we don't tell them you know who will and if we don't um, lead, you know then we don't have no followers so that doesn't add to the kingdom if we don't do that and that doesn't show any discipline in us if we can't do the same thing for those that surround us you know it doesn't show that we care you know it just shows that we tolerate and that's it (laughs) so and then uh my piece under that is uh God loves us but how can we love or how can we love if we don't correct evil how can anybody love another without trying to correct their fault, their, their weaknesses how can we love our own kids if we don't correct them to do right in the eyes of him who loves us so if he corrects us and we don't correct you know those that are under us then how can we call ourselves him and yes it's tedious and it's it's hard but we got to do it he did it you know there's something that he did and that's essential to uh, obtain a discipline and he did that a perfect you know all throughout the bible He's he's done that so if we call ourselves him then we have to be able to take correction and at the same time we have to be able to give correction so and then to kind of sum everything sum everything up um, I put my little piece on this is, uh, sometimes it takes discipline to love and do the will of God but because he loves us we should be able to do so it takes um, perfect love to have true discipline without perfect love there's no harmony, there's fear So you're always going to be stumbling over yourself You're always going to be wondering You know, did I do this right Instead of actually trusting God to lead you So that's why I put that And my next piece is uh, It takes true uh, discipline to fear It takes true discipline to follow God in fear till you're made right Sometimes we don't know We have to trust Him so we have to go until, you know, he he tells us otherwise. So that's trusting in him. Um, it takes a leap of faith to ask Christ into your life. After that, we must discipline ourselves to walk out our, our salvation, because there's a lot of worldly salvation. There's a lot of things out there that we can get into. And we may not uh, really mean to get into it, but if we're not careful, we can stumble on anything uh but even with all this info you know now uh there's no way that you can do all these things without love cuz what's what's going to drive you to do it i mean what's the gas in the car you you got to have love he says the most important thing is love and without it how can we move to do anything you know can't succeed without that you know and then it says, for whom can discipline themselves for a person whom they do not know. So if you don't know God, that's why, you, that's why you're doing what you're doing. Because you don't know. And it's up to us to, to let y'all know, you know that he's real and that he's out there. So and then my next piece on that is, so come and know him. And any of us should be able to. Because he died to know us. And he died to know you. And that's discipline. That's all I got.
0: Good job, Hercules. Amen. Let's give God praise. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's a good word. Jesus died to know us. Amen. Amen. And uh, I got a, a couple of, well, the entire thing was good. Amen. But one thing really spoke to me is talk is cheap. Amen. Discipline—not—not not just speaking, but acting. You know, a lot—a lot of times, a lot of—lot a lot of talking, not a lot of—a lot of doing. Amen. So, you know, that—that's that, definitely something. You know, get—get get inside my spirit. Wow, you know, that's something I need to work on. Amen. Can't just talk. You know, I won't build everything. You gotta get down to it. You know, say hey, in the morning, you know, I'm gonna pray 30 minutes. You know, let's pray five. Amen. Let's get up in the morning and pray for 10. Amen. Let's build that discipline, piece by piece. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. All the time. God is good. All right. Now, don't, don't fall off your seats because we, we on fire tonight. Amen. Amen. We're going to have uh, Jose come on up here and preach the word. Open your hearts. Let this brother come on.
2: Are alive? <laughs> nah, I was kidding. Well, um, I thought it was pretty awesome how God moves because earlier this morning during needs, uh, Dwayne prayed. Uh, well, Dwayne spoke on uh, the verse on on Mark off of Mark 10, and for the di- the title for this message is childlike faith, and we gotta learn how to continue to keep that childlike faith. And off of uh, Mark ten thirteen, it says Then they brought the little children to him, that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked those who brought to, brought them to him. But when Jesus saw it he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come, come to me, and do not forbid them, for such is the kingdom of heaven. Assuredly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God. Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God As a little child would by no means enter it Basically he's just Saying how easy Why children You might think they don't know any better They're just I mean I don't know I want to say like a little dumb Sometimes yes of course But um it's up to us to like Bring them up Just discipline them how Jacob was saying Keep that discipline on them To protect that childlike faith And I mean sometimes it's Sorry I got to collect myself <laughs> Like I mean Jose the childish kid the, the the childish one out of all of us Why me? Well I don't know why Because, But I'm going to be obedient to God And come up to him Come do what he tells me to do So If y'all go with me on uh, Ephesians 6 In verse one it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this for this is I'm sorry. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Now that's you I mean sometimes we have to obey our parents even if they're wrong. And sometimes kids nowadays are being brought up to do the wrong things and they don't know any better. But they're obeying their parents, but that's why it's up to us to go out there and outreach and teach them the right way to do the right thing so they can see the difference, see that there is, is a right from wrong. Not everything that they do is is right. So as it continues on I and mean, it says, verse three, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth and you and your fathers and you fathers do not provoke your children. To wrath, but to bring them up in the training of, in the training and admonition of the Lord. Now, like I said, sometimes we have to protect our childlike faith, and that's why God gave us the armor of God. That's why He, he, he equipped us with the armor of God. Finally, my I mean, sorry, uh, up, if you move up on uh, verse ten. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand against the evil wills, evil schemes of the devil. And, um, I mean, you see what's, what's going on now, nowadays. You see what, how, how kids are being brought up They're in school. They're just, you hear them going, saying YOLO. Y'all hear, y'all know, some of y'all know what the word name YOLO is, right? You only live once. Yes. Well, let y'all know, there's a quote saying you're going to live forever whether you want to or not. Some of y'all going to live holy, some of y'all going to end up hot. So <laughs> y'all go ahead and live y'all all y'all want. <laughs> and And then if y'all go on to verse, I mean sorry, to the next book of Philippians 2:14. says, do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless ch- children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked of a crooked and a person verse and a perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, so the saying right there we got to be children we got to be children too God why because it's easy for us to obey is, as children I mean you don't have to worry about them not but this, but that, I mean, it says right here, I mean, do things without complaining and disputing. As adults, we do that, but kids, they don't. That's why he wants us to be like kids. And that's why he wants us to use the, the armor of God to protect our, our childlike faith, even as adults. And then like, some sometimes like when God says do something, you do it. If God says, duck, you duck, don't ask questions. <laughs> I'm serious and then there's sometimes people who overthink it duck where hit in the head you know so there's an is an example sometimes like my testimony is like I've been brought up in church as a as a child yeah I've been going through the whole mo- the whole routines and everything and it got to where I was just like it's emotion just going doing this all was you know without meaning When I finally got out here to Denton Got out of Waco Got out of my comfort zone To do something To be somebody I was thinking Hey I'm going to Denton to do me Going to college You know Having parties whatever Yeah but God said No you coming to this church And Man (laughs) Changed me of course (laughs) He changed my course He did everything And Right (laughs) So Um and like I said Oh my goodness I'm the, I'm sorry I'm those kind of guys Gonna kind of like Forget sometimes the about the, But Get some of the points But Now there's A difference of being Sometimes we can be A little too too childish To where We misbehave And that's called Being immature And we gotta learn How to be mature You know Be mature people When it comes to God That's where the ushers Come in That's why we gotta Put order Cause you know Somebody's trying to trying to feel the anointing, trying, trying to like do something to do, do something right for God, but then you can't whenever you got like interruptions going on. And if y'all go to the verse, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11, 13, 11, all right. And when I was a child, I, I spoke like as a child. I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away my childish things. So, that just gives, in, it tells us what we that we need to mature when it comes to the things of God. Sometimes during praise, like I said, during praise and worship, you know, that's where we got to put the order in. We got to put the discipline back where it's supposed to be. And some, sometimes we got to learn how to step. Yeah, we got to let the world know, man. Sometimes they use god's God's name as a cuss- as a cuss word, and we got to be bold enough to say, hey man, don't do that because you don't know what you're saying when you say that It's he, somebody who died for you that's somebody who really like risked like put themselves out of their misery out of out, i'm sorry put themselves out of like out of heaven the most holiest place and came down to save us to take care of us and you just disrespecting him like that we gotta learn to step out for God like that It's that boldness that we have to get and it's the boldness I'm still praying for. And um Well, just to let y'all know that it is hard doing the thing when it comes the right thing sometimes and obeying God, you know, that's when we got to put our, our our faith in there. We got to learn how to just set all the things aside, all the things of this world. We got to learn how to let go. And that's, it was kind of hard to me whenever I came to like the decision of just like, cause I understand school is important and it is. And cause you can't get a job without it. But whenever it, It comes to the things of God, you gotta learn to let go. That's that's that blind faith. You gotta learn to learn to take that, apply that to your to your life. And I mean, so far, I mean, I haven't haven't even I don't regret it. I don't regret it at all. God's molding me into the man that He wanted me to be. So He said, "Come out here, step." Step to the pulpit, do do what I ask you to do, and just let it all go out. Let 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 me take care of the rest. And here I am. Just thank you, Lord, because I'm not in no hospital. I'm not in a, I'm not in jail. I'm not doing anything wrong because but doing His will. And I thank my parents that are here tonight. Just thank them because they've done their best to to raise me right, to do the right thing. Keep me away from the streets Keep me away from those who like Lower me out into the streets And we got to be careful When it comes to the street well, to When it comes to the world Because when we're out there We got to be We got to make sure that The the devil likes to Twist things around He likes to be cunning Like like he, like he made uh, Like he made Adam and Eve Fall because he, he said he surely won't die I mean he just Don't want you to see the truth Well maybe there's some things God doesn't want us to see That's why, why we're supposed to be Following his orders And There is a time whenever I, when I did get in trouble back in Waco, and my parents, I got in trouble with the cops, and it's a big mess. I was the one who took the fall for it. I remember riding home. My mom telling me, where are your friends now? Which one of them stepped out with you to take this blame? Because you're in trouble now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Long gone. and but, And then you think, you think, like, yes, I, I love hanging around. with Y'all see me hanging with the kids a lot. I love playing with the kids. I love how kind and innocent they are. And sometimes when you look at uh, adults, they're like, why is he over there just hanging out with the kids? Look at him being dumb. Well, maybe that's why I want to be with them because I don't want to be uh, the one gossiping about it. <laughs> I mean, tell the truth, right? <laughs> The kids they don't know any better They, they get mad this fight for the, the one day The next day they forget all about it That's what God wants, for us, wants from us To forget about it forgive and, forgive and forget I mean Y'all see Like I said It's easy for kids to believe Just the other day probably, I, probably, Y'all probably saw me uh, Playing with all the kids They're all jumping on me Saying do the little finger trick again I was trying to take out my finger You know Y'all yeah, know the old The old school joke And They're amazed at it And look how But look what how when God does a miracle, how amazed we are! Look how all that—I mean, it's the way that God moves, man. It's, sometimes it's really unexplainable. Words can't even describe it. And part of this is—this is part of the gift of salvation, right here. Being able to walk out in front and speak to. Speak to y'all, the honor and privilege and blessing to be able to speak to y'all. Well, why me? Well, just do it. <laughs> just do it. And I guess to close it off, I mean, and I one off of my notes, but to close it off, I mean, this is the gift of salvation. Now it's time for us to set it off. Jesus rose above it all. That's why we're answering to the call, to cooperate help and help in spreading the gospel. Man, y'all know it's going to get hostile. To even speak the truth, I might as well lose lose a tooth or two, but it's worth saving the few. El la cruz por por ti pecados. Escucha, Satan, get behind me! I know you see me grinding. I know you see me fighting, striving, crying for my Lord. I'm dying to my flesh, Lord. I'm done with this mess. I'm ready for the testing of my faith. I ain't ready. I ain't finna get ate by no beast, cause according to the scriptures, I'm attending to the feast. And I say this with much desperation and no hesitation. It's all about preparation. Go ahead and make the resurrection in the book of Revelation. That's all I got right there.
0: Amen. 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 Hallelujah. God is good. All the time. Krista, hit hit that beat. <laughs> amen. Amen. Childlike faith. Amen. That's a powerful word. Amen. Anybody get get your childlike faith on tonight. Amen. Go ahead, go ahead and tune your ears there. Cause uh there's that's a powerful word. I'm not even gonna go go into that. We'll we'll talk about that more at the altar call, amen. We're just gonna go ahead and go to uh Andy. Andy, come on up here, man.
3: doing tonight? Today I want to talk about, let me get to my notes real quick. The title of my message is, What Would You Give Jesus? Oops. What Would You Give Jesus? And I want to start it off uh, with the story. I'm pretty sure many of you heard it. It says it's based on your story. You know, it says um, there was a young girl who was around 17. Her mother was saved, but she wasn't. The girl was going out with the friends. Her mother had a bad feeling about her going out that night saying she felt something terrible was gonna happen. The daughter replied, I'll go out if I want to. Uh, The mother knew she couldn't stop her from going. So she replied, let the Lord be with you. And the daughter said, if there's any room, we're we're packed up here in the front. So if there's any room for him, it will be in the trunk. Uh, Later on that night, she got in the car or the car got in a crash. And then a policeman came up to the mom the mom's door and said, everybody in the car died. The only thing that was in perfect condition was the trunk. And, you know, I don't really have that much, but, you know, Jesus isn't going to be somewhere where we don't want him. Right. The the girl gave him the trunk, so that's where he'll be, you know. Uh, if you got your Bibles, Revelation 320, you guys can put there. <sighs> Y'all there? <laughs> Uh, it, says, it says behold I stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me you know so she didn't She didn't. I, I would have just said okay even if I wasn't a believer I would okay you know whatever but she just said if there's any room for him it would be in the trunk you know so he's not, he's not a God that will come in and just take complete control over anything You know, you give him the trunk, he'll be in the trunk. You give him your closet, he'll stay in the closet. But that's not what he wants. He wants to be Lord over your house, your car, your family. Everything that's yours is his. Give it back to him. It's not yours to begin with, so why would you say something's yours that it's not? And, um, you know, we like to run to God many times after situations happen in our life. I remember one time I uh, I went to a party with my cousins, and... I, I was already coming to church. I didn't drink or smoke or anything like that, but I didn't even know the girl from the party, so we went and picked up my other cousin. He was going to go pick up some beer. And, um, you know, I thought I was all cool with them rolling. You know, it was me and three of my other cousins. And then we picked him up. We went to one of his other friends' house to go pick up some more, some more weed. And we ended up getting pulled over. And he's like, hey, I got some weed on me. And I was like, oh, man. You know I've never I've got pulled over before but you know never with any drugs on me or anything like that so I was nervous I'm not going to lie you know I text my mom like mom I got some I'm with my cousins and I got some drugs on you know we got some drugs on us and you know what's going to happen you know I've never been in a situation like this and you know and, and uh, when I went to the school they told us well you know if if someone has you know something that shouldn't be in the car everybody goes down so I was like, dang, I might go to jail. I've never been to jail before. You know, I was nervous. But to them, it was just a walk in the park, like, you know, whatever. You know, so I was like, man, I've never been in this situation before. I was scared. First thing my cousin told me was, don't text your mom. I was like, "She told me that about two seconds ago. <laughs> and uh, let me get, you know, to my, uh, you know, and I said an if prayer. There we go. That's what I was trying to give with this. I said an if prayer. I was, Lord, if you get me out of this situation, I was already coming here. If you could be out the situation, I'll be at church Wednesday night, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday morning, youth. <laughs> and you know, that was that was just an if prayer. Um, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure many of us have done that in our lives before. But you know, it says right here in Ecclesiastes five, uh, four six, when you make a vow to God, do not delay to pay it, for he has no pleasure in fools. And you know, I was that's that's what I was doing. I was just like, man, you know, and it's crazy because when you know, Pastor said that, you know, whenever we go to Colorado and for the conference that they don't talk about the message, and I was like, Man, I don't know, that seems kinda weird. How does everything tie up? Me, Jacob, and we didn't talk about anything, you know, and it was you know, uh my stepdad said, you know, don't don't speak foolish things if you're not gonna pay it. So it's just like wow, like, you know, it's real. <clears throat> let me, uh, you know, going back to the, going back to the, uh, the title, what would you give Jesus? You know, would you give him your trust? You know, I like that message that Pastor Priest a a while ago with that guy going over the Niagara Falls, I believe it was. And, you know, saying, we trust Jesus, we trust Jesus. And the guy said, you know, he said that he had, you know, he's seen the guy go across the Niagara Falls and he's like, do you believe I can do it? And he's like, yes. He asked him like three times and he got nervous or he got, you know, upset cause he kept asking him. He got irritated. So he said, you get in the barrel and go with me. You know, and many times in our lives, you know, I'm up here Sunday morning and I'm crying and I'm like, yeah, Lord, I'll go, I'll go. You know, I'll preach. I'll talk to that dude you want me to talk to at work. I will go tell him about you. But it's like, when I get to work, I'm like, "Oh, there he is. Let me just step back right quick. And, you know, it's like that's not what we're supposed to do. You know, we're just supposed to, you know, if we say we're going to speak up and speak up. You know, that's just like, you know, the, the verse that I just read right now. <clears throat> Let me see. Um, sorry about this. Oh, yeah. And then um, I remember when we had uh, youth one night, it was probably just about four of us, and Dylan had preached about being all in. It was a good message, but what I want to get to is, is the the end of the thing? He the end of the message. He did a little uh, example. He blindfolded. He blindfolded me and Victoria, at first. And um, Valente was my, you no, know, my eyes, my God. I guess you can say. And Philip was uh, leading Victoria. And then we had a switch. And um, when that happened, Pastor told me to take, or not Pastor, but Dylan told me to take Valente over here. So I started taking him over here. And he said, you know, I felt him as he was coming over here. He didn't feel comfortable so uh, of where he was. So he started pulling back on me. And I could feel like that's what we do many times with God. You know, we say we'll go, we'll go, we'll go. But whenever the rubber meets the road, it's like we start backing up, like saying we're not comfortable being in the situation. And, you know, that's not what we're supposed to do. We're just supposed to just, like I said, just keep going and say we'll do what we're going to, you know, do. It says right here. Uh, hold on. It says right here in uh, Hebrews 11:16. But without faith, it is impossible to please God, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of all who delight and seek him. And I mean, I know it's supposed to be 10-15 minutes, but that's all I got. Thank you.